0: Welcome back to the Turn of the Music Podcast. This is episode twenty two. I forget what epi- what no. chapter we're on. Seven
1: episodes? Oh, it is episode 22. It is
0: episode 22. Yeah, it totally is. How
1: dare you. It's, it is measure she- seven. It's, measure, <laughs> it's measure, measure seven, chapter seven.
0: Wow. We're off to a good start.
1: Listen, it's been one of those days with me anyway, so... I got you. My name's Kyle. Yours is CJ.
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? Who knows? I don't know what my name is anymore, so... I don't introduce myself, so no, it's, it's, I can it's be fine. whoever I want. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone to a <laughs> off the rails episode of the Turn of the Music Podcast. Oh boy! So of course we've got Kyle and or CJ over there, <laughs> and Kyle and or CJ over here. I don't know who is who anymore. Uh, so I still so for those that don't know, um, I'm getting over COVID, so I still have kind of COVID brain in my I thought we were recording tomorrow, so um, yeah, it's been it's been weird. So we got CJ here. How are you, sir?
1: Doing all right. A little bit better than you, but not apparently because okay, I've had lack of sleep, and today's been like a Monday to me. And this is a gotcha. Wednesday that we're recording on. <laughs> yeah, I dropped well, so many my, things my at work. First today. day
0: of the work week, so it's yeah, I, yeah. I understand.
1: Yeah. So otherwise, so, not bad. That's good. So.
0: That's good.
1: you feeling somewhat um, better, though.
0: Yeah. What? You're feeling
1: somewhat better? Oh,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm much, much better. Yeah. 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 Friday and Saturday were rough. Um, and then, I, you know, I didn't have a bad fever at all. Um, and it was, you know, but I did play the, oh, I'm kind of cold. Oh, I'm sweating now for like a day. And that was it. And yeah. then just really heavy congestion on Saturday. But cleared up pretty quick. Good. Back to normal. So. Well, cool. more or less normal.
1: You were never normal, so I don't think you'll ever get to a normal.
0: Right, right. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so.
1: so have you been listening to anything to make yourself feel better?
0: Um, you know, I found a weird thing um, on YouTube, actually. I was watching a YouTube short, and it played this little snippet of a piece, and I went, ooh, that's pretty good. So I went and I downloaded it real quick, or downloaded it. I played it on, on the uh, the rune. On the Kobas, so let me let me see if I can play a little bit of it. Oh, um, there I oh, go. You're gone again.
1: Let's go. Okay. Um, this is what happens when you use Google. Meets people.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're still working out the kinks on this one. So let me go here. I can start it from here. So this is um, a gentleman by the name of Kurt Carr, and his group is called the Kurt Carr Singers. It's a bit of a gospel tune, um, and this is called "In the Sanctuary." So it's just, it's just gospel and just a lot of fun.
1: Is it... Is that... Okay, so this is Wednesday. We went yep. live this past Sunday. Was that the group that you pay, played yes. on last Sunday? Um, yeah. Yep. They're the ones that, that I feel like... That was our palate
0: like, cleanser. Huh? That was our palate cleanser. Before that was our palate cleanser.
1: I, if, like I said, it feels like a little bit of Kirk Franklin's New Nation.
0: Yeah, yeah which, which, uh, which I still have not listened to. Yeah, it's we were, on my list of things, but...
1: You know, when we were saying we were live, um, whether you are... A, a, a religious person or not gospel music is just there's a lot of fun to it it's just so well yep. written so much fun it's so lively it's so joyous mm-hmm. like it just yep. whether you believe or not it's just cool to listen to right
0: uh, especially
1: yep. musically there's a lot of amazing things that happen with it and when yeah. you have a the, the choir the singing in
0: that is tremendous like yeah. it's just yeah it's like it was like the I remember the, the first time I saw Rent you know my friends asked me what would you think and it was like it was it was like controlled shouting and it was just so impressive, like the volume and the massive sound that they created. Um, and this is similar; it's just you know they're just so much energy. But and then, the way they th- the way they can sing in tune at that volume right. consistently, it's like,
1: wow, right, man. And, and when you have so. large, large gospel choirs, it's even so yeah. much more aggressive. Yeah,
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. that's cool. Yep. So, what about you? Are you listening to anything? Or are you still stuck on audiobooks?
1: I'm still stuck on audiobook though. The other day, I went back to an album, and I forget. I have to bring the name up, so I'm going to go on my phone real quick. I meant to okay. do this before. Um, so I, I like Cee Lo Green. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever listened to him.
0: Um, he had that one song a few years ago. Right. The But um, he has it an And then he al- had something else that was good, too, that I liked, and I can't remember what it was.
1: Um, he had his an album that came out in 2015 called Heart Blanche. And there's about 15 songs on it. And it's very R&B, very with a mix of hip hop. Like, it's got a little bit of everything. But, like, there's a bunch of great songs. Like, one of it's called Established in the 1980s. Like, Mm -hmm. he talks about the 80s. There's a song called Mother May I, which is really great. He has a song called Robin Williams and talks about we don't know what other people are going through. Like, mm. it's just a really well done album. And he actually is very talented. He has a great voice. Yeah, I mean, he even, does. Um, I don't know if you, if you ever watched uh, American Dad, but no. there was an episode of American Dad where they had a hot tub that took o- like, was its own thing. And it was like a mm-hmm. whole big, like, musical episode. He was the voice of the hot tub. Like, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, so I listened to that a little bit and still Cindy Lauper because my. Some won't stop playing Cyndi Lauper. And, gotcha. Which is fine. And then, yeah, the audiobook. Which mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying the audiobook.
0: What's the name of that audiobook again?
1: Armada. Armada. The, the the synapsis briefly, is based upon conspiracy theories that video games are used to uh, learn our abilities when it comes to fighting in wars. And then you find out that it grows and it becomes something that's... Re- like, it's very interesting. It It's based off of some interesting theories. Okay. Yeah. So...
0: So, speaking of the 80s, um, did you ever watch the show Guts when you were a kid? Yes. <laughs> it was actually the 90s, but... So, um, are you familiar with John Boy Media?
1: John Boy Media?
0: Yeah. So, he's a, he does, like, a lot of baseball stuff and works on the Yes Network, and um, one of the things he does is he does, um, like um lip reading of baseball like actual lip reading so, like when they get into like fights with the umpire like he'll like read the lips and like just like read it out as they're like yelling at each other right um but he's other he's another channel and what they're they're starting a new series where they're watching the old version of guts ah. and <laughs> and they're like they're like picking the kids to win the game you know like who's going to win and it's it's hysterical just watching these two goofballs watch watching guts and like commenting and so I watched two episodes of that today. <laughs> so they did the bad lip reading? The, no, they don't do bad lip okay. reading. They He does actual lip reading of baseball games. Oh, so like, oh you know, actual When the reading. umpire okay. and the manager fight, right. Like he'll lip read that and then like caption it so you can see exactly what they're saying to okay, each other. Okay. Um, because there's a group that does of, bad lip reading. Yes. And that's yes, hysterical. It's not that group. No, okay. Yeah, this is actual what the people are actually doing. Um, and he did one a couple of weeks ago with Aaron Boone and the umpire. Oh My goodness like the whole the whole incident with Aaron Boone was hysterical, but watching watching the the thing I'll link it and I'll link the guts episodes. I watched today That's because funny. they were funny um, And I'll tell you a funny story about that. It's a short story. I can't st- sh- share on the podcast, but um, There's a funny story about <laughs> the episode anyway um, So <laughs> we're here to talk about a book.
1: No, but the nostalgia and, um, is so good Yeah, yeah, it really is Um but let's let's talk about this book. So we are as everybody's been listening, excuse me. We are reading through the Spirit of Music the second book by Victor Wooten and we are on chapter 7 which is entitled Measure 7. And uh the title of the chapter is The Beat of a Different Drummer. So we're introduced to a new um I don't want to say character because she's real. Right. But it's it's a new character in the book, a new person, based, huh? New person, a new, new person. person, yeah. So, um, and the the, the tagline or the su- the subtitle is sometimes what you don't hear is more important than what you do hear, which made me realize how much that talks about space. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and it's it's very interesting. So, you told me you don't have a lot in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Underline, but um, I know that talking makes you cough, so I don't know if you want me to kind of give a little bit of a backstory of the chapter to the yeah, why first? don't you
0: give a little backstory because there, there is a few things that yeah. I want to touch on, not necessarily highlighted things, but just no, interesting yeah. things. So, All right, and then tell why me, me to stop you and
1: you know, tell me yeah. to stop if you could come up. All right, so basically, uh, it continues from the last chapter. They they, they pulled over and they were tra- talking and they got the the um you know, a little more history of Ali and all that stuff, and a little bit, we talked a little bit about music. They're now outside the car for fresh air, um, and they, Ali notices that the radio is off again, like, it turned off, and, and neither one of them remember turning off the radio, so it went off by itself. Ali's like, we gotta go, we gotta go, and Victor's like, no, I gotta go to the bathroom, we gotta go to the bathroom first. So he ends up going into the, rest stop, I guess, or whatever, the gas station that has, like, you know, eatery and stuff in there. And Ali said I think one
0: court. of the interesting things, not to cut you off, but uh-huh. one of the interesting things that, that Ali says, whether he realized it or not, um, he said, okay, be careless. Yes. Even though he meant careful. Yes. But I think to a certain extent being careless in terms of, like, maybe fighting back if something were to happen, you know, so – Again, opposites, be careless, be careful.
1: Right. And, and, and but I mean, even Victor says, I think you meant to say be careful. Mm-hmm. And Ali says, my brother, full of care. That is right. what I meant. Yeah. So, yes, yes. So he walks away from the car. Ali locks the doors, but, you know, to keep an eye on what's going on. And he, Victor then says, he walked into uh, the place and he said, it was weird. He felt nothing. Um, There was no music playing. The cast registers were not making any noise. The the people attending the cast registers uh, wouldn't speak. He said it felt like he walked into a silent movie. And he said in the distance, he saw an Asian girl exiting the bathroom. Caught caught his attention. He said she seemed to be a teen, a young girl. um, Asked if she needed help. No response. Asked if she needed help. No response. You know. So she left, and he sees a dark-suited man hurry into a bathroom in the men's stall. Um, to him, typically not unusual, but because of the situation, the men in black and the headphones, it's concerning. He doesn't remember seeing headphones, but he goes in, uses the bathroom, and as he leaves, he asks the an attendant of the store, is everything cool? And he goes... I'm just fixing the speakers because the sound just went out. So the music just ended. He doesn't know why. And they're just trying to figure it out. And Ali, as he goes out, pulled a car up. And Victor gets in the car and says, drive. Now it was his turn. Drive. Drive. Because of what happened. No sound. Nothing. Same situation before. And as they're leaving, they notice that the young lady, the Asian girl, is sitting at the exit with a sign that says Nashville. So they pick her up. And she has a dejembre. Gem, de is it jembe It's a dejembe. Jembe. I, I, gembe. I, yeah. Is yeah,
0: the, the D is silent? Kind of, it's kind of silent. Like it's dejembe? De it's, it's a hard... Yeah. Ju- yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. I've uh, got...
0: What? I've got two of them. There oh, must be the other For one. those oh, that yeah. are listening, they're, they're Kyle my was... dining room. Yeah. Well, as,
1: for those of you listening, Kyle just stopped talking for a minute looked around his room for. <laughs> yeah. Just to give you so some detail.
0: They're, they're in the other room. Yes. They're in my dining room. So, and then,
1: um, you know, uh, so it's, you know, they said it looked like she was carrying the African drum. And they decided to pick her up. Uh, so they helped. They wanted to help her in the car. She didn't want any help. She wanted the drum to be in the back seat with her. And then Victor realizes that as he was closer to her, he realized that she was older. She was probably more in her 20s than she was in her teens. And then, as she got in the back seat, she tried to play fidget with her drum. And Victor said, What's wrong with it? Because he was getting to the driver's seat at this point. And she didn't answer. And he goes, You know, you're safe with us. We're going to Nashville. We'll get you there. And then she goes, Drum, a drum not broken, broken now. Like the drums, her drum's broken. And Ollie was like, I can help. He goes, I'm from Africa. I got this. I can check it out for you. And, and for those that don't know,
0: a djembe is an African drum. Um, yes. Gem- yeah. Popular in Ghana. Yeah. Um, it looks like a giant goblet and it's carved out of a single tree trunk. Um, and it's usually covered with a goat skin. And um, so my my roommate, my roommate in college, his girlfriend at the time went to Ghana to help provide water for their for a, a tribe that was there. That's awesome. And as a thank you, they made her a djembe.
1: Oh, nice. Um,
0: yeah, like like handmade, like you know, um, and presented it to her. So she brought it back, and being one of the people in the choir that I was, you know, one of the rhythm people, I was able to play the djembe on tour, which was kind of cool. Um, the downside is like I became very djembe snobbish because it is very like when you play a, a, a true. You know, Guineese yeah. jembe like this, like the ones you buy from the store. No, they yeah. don't sound the same, yeah. um, and they're probably you know, not made so with was, one
1: piece of wood. The ones from the store, they, they are. They still they are? are, but oh, they are. Okay. But
0: instead of being hand carved, they're usually drilled and used. You know, different machinery okay. to make them. Um, but you know, a hand a true handmade hand tuned. Because what they'll do is, as is, is as they as they when they stretch the the skin over if it doesn't sound right they'll go back in and carve it by hand until it sounds just right and rings you know most places don't even go that does you know. does
1: the skin stay taut well like this do, yes. do you have to ever fix it
0: um so it, it depends on the season okay um it does stretch a little bit um mo- the traditional um djembes are tuned with ropes right um it's a series of ropes that go up and down and as you you actually twist them a little bit as to, to tune them okay, and that puts more pressure on the on the skin and makes it uh, higher or lower in pitch um, the the th- Synthetic ones in fact, you can have a, a, a goat screaming with a with a screw top as well, but they do make them with with a like drum keys and stuff um, But I wanted a true rope gem. I actually have two rope rope um, One of them has a synthetic top um, and one of them is it claims. It's from Ghana It doesn't sound nearly as good as the one that I had sure um, in college but um, but it claims that there's a tribe that makes them, and you can see the carving marks. Yeah, yeah. On, on this one, um, it needs a new head right now. I actually have the new head downstairs. I just haven't put it on yet because um, it's a it's a long process to undo all of the rope. and right, then right, right. You have to soak the skin, and then you got to let it dry, and then you got to put it on. And right, because that's because I was going to say that
1: process of getting the skin to a certain, yep. I guess, texture or whatever it has. Yep. To, there's a process to it. Yep. It's almost like like making yep. leather. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a yep. break. Yeah.
0: And depending on where you get the skin, sometimes it's got hair on it. Sometimes you got to shave it. There's a whole process to doing it. It's a, uh, yeah. I've never done it before, and I'm scared to do it on I my journey. Only, but. I can
1: only imagine that that conversation. So what are you doing? So I so so shave my skin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> shaving a goat skin? Oh,
1: really. a... <laughs> Goat skin.
0: But I'm... this is what I do. I I told you before we got on. I go to work and I come home. Sometimes I shave <laughs> the goat skin. Whatever. Uh... So, yeah. S- All right. Sorry. Continue no, 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 your, no. That's fine. It's fine.
1: Um, so then Ollie's like, I- I'm from Africa. I know the drum. Let me let me take a look at it. Takes a look at it. Um, he said it sounds good. Uh, and then she says it's very sh- it was strange because it was it was working and it stopped working. And when she took it back, she started playing. And Victor said her style was very unique. Uh, and and his he said she definitely had the beat of a different drummer. He goes, her rhythms were amazing, and like her accent, they were obviously from another continent. She continued to playing without saying a word. Once she stopped, she became animated, very talkative. And she states how it was strange, where it sounded good, never broke before, but earlier the sound went away at the store. And did they... Oh, I just realized something. Did did they mention her name yet? Because I don't want to I don't think they mentioned her name yet. Right. Yeah. They didn't mention her name yet. So she says that she was playing and it stopped and and they asked her like what happened like what was what happened prior to it stopping and she said there was a a man that came in in a suit so she thought she'd make some money because he had a suit on uh, so she played louder and he was listening to his own music like he completely ignored her because and they're like did you have headphones did you have headphones on and she goes I think so but you know, he didn't give me any money, so I didn't pay any mentions her. Um, what she did say, though, so she goes, "I think he had black ones," and I'm paraphrasing. Her eyes aren't good; she doesn't like to wear glasses, but she doesn't need to wear them when she's playing. Very, he was a very strange man. He have no footsteps, and Ali asks, "What do you mean by that?" And she's like, "Uh." He, he didn't make any sound she goes everybody uh, so i'm going to read it out of the book so her english is broken but she goes everybody feet make rhythm but his feet make no sound when he walk so they realized that this was that same man that they were working with. and above this mm-hmm. it says it that's when they say sometimes what you don't hear is more important than what you do hear. yep so and they talk more about it uh, she was happy they're riding with her, riding with them because she was going to Nashville. And at this point, they realize they find out that her name is Seiko.
0: Right, S-E-I-K-O. I think that's Yep, yeah, this is one of the interesting things. So, um, for those that don't know, Seiko is a very popular watch company, um, and I think that it's it's fitting that her name is Seiko because you know a lot of her stuff is rhythm. But if you also think about it, there was a lot of timing that led into their meeting you know, that they passed in the bathroom. Like, like, you know, Victor had wanted to go earlier. I mean, was, I'm sorry, Ali wanted, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Ollie wanted to go earlier, but Victor had to go to the bathroom. If he didn't have to go to the bathroom, they would never have crossed paths and they probably right. would have missed her. Right. So there's a lot of timing, which I think is a really interesting play on words in this book. Um, I mean, it happens all over the place, but this happens to be one of the bigger ones, I think. Um,
1: is her, is the person it's based off of named Seiko in real life? I don't know. I don't think
0: she is, right? It's, I don't think so, because at least it's not... The person who plays her in the in the audiobook, the audiobook is not is named not. Seiko, I don't think. No. It's been a while since She's I've looked. She's not. I know that sure for sure, not. yeah. Yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah, so if it's a name given, I, I agree with you. It's a very right. smart way of... Yep. Yeah. What does Seiko mean? It, can we do a Japanese translation? Yeah, I'll do that. Can you? Do you mind? Oh. And I'll, I'll give a little more uh, background. I'll keep for, going.
0: For those that are on, on YouTube... CJ's going to go away for a little bit.
1: Oh, no, you didn't. Cool. No, I'm, st- I'm still here. I shouldn't I, go anywhere. I know, but I don't know why. While Kyle's searching. Um, they, uh, they were driving for quite some time. Uh, he was searching. Victor was searching for answers. I had some questions and all that stuff. And then he was thinking about how they had such a diverse group of passengers in the car. And they passed by um, Knoxville. Um, There's a sun sphere there. And it was a globe. And he said it was a reminder that the three of us had come from different parts of the world. And they're all heading to Nashville. So Ali was sleeping. So he turns his attention to Seiko. And he needed to, Victor wanted to find out if this all had to do with music. And that's what he wanted to ask questions. But he didn't want to. He wanted to, I think it, this is weird. He wanted to keep control of the car. Mm-hmm. So he wanted, so he kept his silence to see if she would start speaking. Because he was taught, um, he learned that if he stays silent, there's potential that the person will speak up. And she eventually says right. what, um, but with a little bit of sarcasm. And then again, he goes, "What she wanted you want. He stayed silent. And then after that, Seiko's like, "I'm done. Load her head and continue playing her drum. Her rhythms are good." Um, he tried to, to react. She looked up at her at him. Uh, a quick glance assured me that she was not interested in playing along with my tactics, meaning staying silent. And they continue. And then Ali walks up and goes, "Why don't you just ask her? Like, <laughs> like why are you playing this game? Just ask her." And. he goes i thought you were sleeping ali goes her rhythm too good for sleeping and then ali turned and asked the question seiko why do you want to go to nashville did you find out what seiko means
0: yes uh it means exquisite or success
1: i was just curious if it had anything to do with time Mm, but it makes sense the name of a watch seiko it's exquisite and then having that as a name for somebody i can see that um and she placed the drum in the seat next to her. She's like, I don't know. Uh, they're like, but you came from Japan. And Victor's and Victor's like, you came from Japan. She goes, oh, now you want to talk to me. <laughs> you know, and um, she goes, you, an- you-, you want an answer? You ask. I'll-, I'll answer. So she said, keep your eyes on the road. So they asked a bunch of questions uh, to learn more. Uh, but she, they realize that she's just as confused as they are in this whole entire situation with music and why they have this want or need to go somewhere and all that stuff. Uh, she saved money for the flight from J- Japan, but she was traveling and hitchhiking and doing all this stuff uh, from when she landed to get to Tennessee. And it was a dangerous way to travel, Victor says, but uh, she grew up with two other brothers. And then this, I, I think this is where it gets a little more interesting and a little more understanding of who she is. Um, she um, stated that she had an affinity for rhythms and she said, this is what she for says. what? An affinity for rhythms. Okay. Did I not say that?
0: I heard rims. It was like, oh. rims? She had affinity for... She, she liked, what kind of car does she, she have?
1: She's like, she bought a car and she said, forget the djembe and I'm just gonna change the I rims some, of my car. Got
0: some neat spinners on there and and it my ride.
1: <laughs> she says, I could feel them. When I was a baby, I don't have name for it, but everything I hear make a pattern. I know voices by the pattern. I know who is walking by the pattern. Even the wind make a pattern. It always speaking to me. My eyes not too good. I'm much better when I listen. And then Victor states, because of her weak eyesight, rhythms had become her way of interpreting the world. So that's something I had highlighted.
0: Me too. Cause that's, I, that's like the one thing I had highlighted the whole chapter
1: because like, and, and just to speak to it for a f- few minutes, like I, I don't like, there's nothing that I have that, that I would say would heighten another sense. I don't have mm-hmm. that thing. Whereas like my wife being hard, hard of hearing her sense of smell and her eyesight are more aware of what's going on around them, around mm-hmm. her. So, like, she could smell things that I can't smell because her scent is heightened. And, then, and even in the sense of seeing things, even though I'm one of the people when I'm sitting down I'm kind of look at everything, I want to know my surroundings, they know their surroundings as well, too. But they're so used to focusing on the person that they're signing with when they speak, the, right. the people that are hard of hearing or deaf, that um, they're so focused, even though they're seeing everything, they're still focused on the one. And I think it's amazing. The only thing that I have is I have tinnitus, which I've spoken about before. And I know mm-hmm. that with certain rooms or in certain places, if there is fluorescent lighting or certain things, it's not as bad because the high pitch kind of cancels it out. But that's a big reason why I like listening to something, whether it's an audiobook or music in my ears, because I don't hear the tinnitus because there's enough frequency to kind of knock it out. Like right now, I have headphones in because I'm monitoring what we're doing, but I can mm-hmm. hear my tinnitus right now. Yeah, above my speaking because of where it sits that doesn't enhance anything to me but i think music helps me through it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah and and i think because of that i'm more aware of things like like understand like i hear people's gates i'll know who's walking behind me Mm -hmm. because of because of the way they walk right you know or um People, the way people speak, I, I the, what, we get more into that in this, but yes, the way people speak or the way they inflect or the way they process how they're speaking becomes a, mm-hmm. you learn that in their conversation, which makes your conversations easier with them because you kind of learn how that right. works. So I don't know what, what made you highlight it?
0: I, I think that where, where you stopped is actually what made me highlight it, it says um, just after you stop it says it is when she discovered the drums that she began to understand what she'd been feeling now her understanding was at a high level and it's it was just interesting to me that like you know in all in a sense she felt lost in the world until she found an instrument or the instrument found her we don't know we don't really talk about how that happened but, right um, you know I think about I've I've talked about him before on the on the on the show on the podcast, but um, oh, I can see his name, his face. Why can't I think of his oh, Derek Paravicini? He is a blind autistic pianist. He was blind from birth, I think, or very young. Um, but he was he would it was I won't say a terrible kid, but you know, screaming and because he's blind and probably in pain and didn't know what to do until he found a piano and then, you know, once he found a, literally found a piano, you know, started playing on it. Now this, this, it's so amazing what he can do. Um, he can hear a piece one time and play it note for note. In fact, they actually did a study with him. Um, they played a a piece that had never been a brand new, freshly composed piece, played it for him once and they hooked his, his, his uh, keyboard to MIDI. So everything he played was, What he heard, ninety-seven percent of the notes in this brand new piece is what he played. Like, and and part of it was probably like he didn't hold the quarter note long enough or half note long enough, and that's you know, but like ninety-seven percent after one hearing of like a twenty-minute piece, like that's impressive, you know. And then if you say, all right, well, I want you to play it like you're sad, he goes, okay, cool, and he just does it, and then like he he really can't talk he doesn't really but he understands music language so he plays a different styles. So he could play you know I've, I've heard him play different pieces like in ragtime and jazz and you know he can also imitate composers so you know like, like uh, victor borger's got a great skit of right. um you know how to play happy birthday yeah. as Tchaikovsky yes, yes. and bach and he can do that with any piece yeah you know and like and then transpose it to any key he wants on the fly like I don't know how to. I don't even know how to comprehend that. But but that's like him
1: was, using the piano for his emotions that he can't exactly. Get out. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and as a because he doesn't speak well, so right. his the piano is his tool to communicate with people. Right.
1: It's you know? it's you know, and and we get so hung up on, um and I use this word because they actually I, I forget what the new term, but the people's disabilities, like we get so, and I say that with quotes, so those that are. Not I put I put my bunny ears up. We get so hung up about the fact that they have a disability, and we're like, "Oh, well, let's help them." But but it's not that like mm-hmm. highly capable, highly mm-hmm. abil- The abilities are there. It's just finding what works for them. Right. Just like we, you know, the only difference is is they they're gonna be they're probably gonna be better focused with anybody who has something like that than than we are mm-hmm. because of the yeah. fact that that's what helps them. Like the piano helps him mm-hmm. say what he wants to say. Without having to yep. say it. I, I saw a video of an artist. I believe he was um it was an autistic artist. He must have been in his 20s. Or a little bit older. And they took him on a helicopter flight. Uh, to see the skyline. I forget which skyline it was. I don't know if it was the city. or if, I don't know if it was New York City or, or another city. But after they landed. He went back and drew this gigantic mural. Of the skyline. Exactly the way he saw it. Hmm. Like that's photographic yeah. memory that's brilliant mm-hmm. yep. you know that whole entire and i i draw i would not be able to do that mm-hmm. i would want a picture in front of me to make yep. that happen yeah so yeah no i think that that uh, that whole thing where she found where music helped her find her senses in a way mm-hmm. yeah um she that so this is where it gets interesting because they talk about voice uh she looked at Ali, you talk to me in rhythm of four, and Victor talks to her in rhythm of five. And, Al- and Ali goes, I don't know what you're talking about. She laughed. That She's right. You spoke exactly in four, four time. And, you talk- and she's like, Victor, you talk in five. And they-, they go on, and Victor goes, Seiko, do you hear everything as rhythm? And she goes, everything is rhythm. Mm. Listen, tell me, what is this? And she played a pattern on her drum. This, I I first didn't catch it, and yeah. then like it took me a while. And then I mean I know it reads on. It's like so so the rhythm she plays, um. And she play the she play the rhythm play the rhythm, and Ali said six four time. And she goes no rhythm. And he goes and he and Victor goes it has nothing to do with rhythm. She's like right. Um. And she says, listen close, quarter, quarter, eighth, quarter, 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 eighth, quarter, quarter, eighth, quarter, 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 eighth. So those of you who are musicians and read music and understand that, I just read out a quarter note, an eighth note. (laughs) That's basically what she's talking about. And Victor says, it sounds like six, four to me. And, and she goes, no rhythm. I said, think like notes. And he didn't understand it. And Ali said, "I got it, and it's a major scale." So, how is that a major scale? Okay. Um, if a quarter, uh, Ali says, if a quarter note equals a whole step, an eighth note is a is equal to a half step. So, our pattern equals a major scale. Do you uh, want to elaborate on that a little bit?
0: Sure, sure. So. Every major scale follows the same pattern. If you start on any note and you go up for a whole step, a whole step, and then a half step, then a whole step, whole step, whole step, half step, you'll have a major scale. Regardless of what note you start on, if you follow that scheme, you will always end up with a major scale. The, if you're picturing a piano, um, let's take the key of C for example. Um, so the key of C <clears throat> has no sharps, no flats. It's all white notes. So the distance from C to D is a whole step, D to E is a whole step, E to F is a half step, so it's whole, whole, half, and then F to G is a whole step, G to A is a whole step, A to B is a whole step, and then B to C is a half step, so whole, 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 half. That gives you your major scale. Now, if you move that, if you start on the key of G, for example, and do that same pattern, it'll be exactly the same. The only difference is that you're going to introduce a black note, the the, the note F sharp. Because when you do follow that scale, the, the whole steps and the half steps make you play an F sharp in order to follow that scale. And the same thing, if you move it to D, you'll find you have two sharps. If you move it to A, you'll have three, and then E, will be four, and then B, will be five. And it follows what we now call as the circle of fifths. Um, it goes the opposite way with flats, but it's still the same. You know, in, the, in, in a flat key, like a key of B flat, for example, if you start on B flat and you go whole, whole, half, whole whole, whole, half to B flat... You're going to get the B-flat major scale with two flats. Just the way it works.
1: So while you were explaining that, did you play the scales on your desk at the same time? Nope. With your hand? Oh, okay. Nope. Because I was watching your hand and it looked like you were playing the scale as You were like... <laughs> no. So.
0: And no, I, I've done it so many times, I know exactly where it is. No, no, I know. Yeah. And I, that's why I had you explain
1: point. it because you would have worded it out better than I would have. Yeah. So uh, thank you, sir, for explaining mm-hmm. that. Um, so... They continue on talking, you know, she teases them more about the four and the five and how they're talking, and Victor's saying that she's starting to get into it, and then she he goes, I finally understood. Like Victor finally says, Oh, I get it. Your rhythmic pattern is two quarter notes and an eighth note, then three quarter notes and an eighth note. The pattern for a major scale is two whole steps and a half step, then three whole steps and a half step. That's really cool. And you know, moving forward. (laughs) I love this part because it's so funny. She points to Ollie and she goes... She points to Victor, you dumb. And he points to Ellie, you smart. Um, She then explained quarter note, whole step relationship would allow any melody to be turned into a rhythm and vice versa. It was a revelation to Victor um, and realizing how brilliant she was. So... Then... Further down, he says... To compensate for her impaired vision, she learned to heighten her other senses to make up for the small disability. She knew that all things vibrated, but according to her teacher, if she could learn to accurately decipher the vibrations, she would be able to see her see with her ears better than most could see with their eyes. Which is what you were talking about, you know, earlier. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and this is when they realized how much of a musician she was, and why they kind of were coming together. And um, she said she asked if she, they ever saw a man, if they ever saw a man in a black suit and they were like, yeah, they were talking about all that. Um, but they didn't want to get into it cause they weren't sure yet. And, but they realized they were destined to be s- together. And they the last line of the chapter is music had brought us a sister.
0: And then next chapter we get to hear her, her story, which, which is, is literally called her of... story. yeah Yeah.
1: So, um, it, it's funny because I, I agree. I think that, you know, we talked about this in the previous chapters where we talked about religion and music and music and religion and all that stuff and how they kind of like are the same thing. And I and mm-hmm. it's true. A lot of us see music as religion, a way of life and how we move things. That's not to say mm-hmm. that we don't have a belief in God. It doesn't say that. But okay. our daily understandings are music like Emotionally, I go to music. I know that when you get stressed, you go to music. Yep. You know, um, if you're in a good mood, you're going to put music on. But what you put on is based upon that moment, that emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say the, the, a couple of weeks ago, you were having, like, one of those days and you ended up, like, listening to Sarah Bareilles.
0: Yep. Because
1: that live album that she does with her songs. Mm-hmm. Has a dark undertone to all her songs.
0: Sure does. Yeah.
1: It's not her bright poppy songs that you get on the radio. Mm-hmm. It's got a... Yep. I'm gonna use this word. It's got a mature sound. Mm-hmm. And I yep. like them better because of that. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely is one of those albums that it's like, okay, I had a crappy day. Mm-hmm. This is a good album to listen to. Yep. It'll, it'll kind of get my uh my angst through.
0: Yep. Yeah. And so. I, I like albums like like that, not just mood wise, but You know the fact that it is just her and a piano, and her and a guitar, and it's like that's it. Like there's there's no other musician on stage with her. It's just her. Um, And one of the one of my favorite concerts I ever saw was Elton John solo, no band, nothing, just him and a grand piano at Madison Square Garden. Very cool concert. Um, because you you get used to hearing these songs, you know that they've written you know, kind of produced up. And I I think a lot of her songs were heavily produced back when they came out. But this is the the more stripped down version. It's it's almost like you can see how they wrote the song. Right. Because they didn't have that full band in there when they were writing. It was just her sitting there at the piano or Elton sitting at the piano going, I wonder what this is going to sound like. And it's, oh, this is kind of cool. And then, you know, and then listen to them try to fill in for the rest of the band on their instrument is interesting to me
1: just shows their ability and talent that they have and how in a sense natural it is for them to hear that hear everything in that capacity
0: yep yeah another good album to listen to if, if you like that sort of stuff warren haynes live at bonnaroo very similar it's a it's a lot of covers which makes it even cooler because it's, it's just him and acoustic guitar and electric towards the end a little bit. But he covers like U2 and Radiohead and like just really cool stuff. Um, I've played the album maybe a year ago on stream. It's probably due for another play, but um, really good album if you've never heard it. And um, he closes with a great tune. The only time someone else is on the album is at the very last song called Soulshine. Shine. He brings in um, an African singer called Fuzi Malasela, and they sing together, and it's just crazy how good that is. That's awesome. So, yeah,
1: very cool. Um, I don't have anything else I think to add to this. I don't either. I'll do I'll do the little uh, so you can save your voice. I'll do a little yes. of uh, housekeeping, and then um you we'll do the closing and uh yep. move on to next week. Yep. Uh, so. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's been listening the past few weeks. Uh, we have seen such a growth in downloads of our episodes, and we're so thankful. And uh, it means a lot to us. We talk about it a lot out, out, off uh, offline, as you would say. And it, it's very cool. So thank you so much for joining us each week on these episodes and learning about Victor and the book and, and all that good stuff. We have a live show that we do every Sunday at 730 30. And we go for about two and a half hours. We've been playing a lot of Victor Wooten because that's what we've been going through. And every Friday, Kyle goes live at 8 o'clock. And he's been playing a lot of um, not different in this, like different stuff, like artists that have done different things or artists that he has found through other artists, people that have played in other albums or bands and stuff. And this is basically how we found Victor through Bella Fleck and the Flecktones it's that whole same thing. So check him out Friday nights because he, he plays some really cool stuff on that thing. And then we do <laughs> when I'm not dying of COVID. Well, you're not dying. Of COVID. And then we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, this episode, for example, a few weeks after will be in visual format on YouTube. So if you want to see all the craziness that has happened that may have been cut out in the audio, it's all in the video. So check that out every Friday. Kyle does uh, put some shorts up uh the the bloopers the funny things the random things so check that out as well if you want subscribe to it because you know you'll get those notifications that'll be awesome we are on all the social uh social media we have twitter which is now x instagram and we have discord that's all in the closer the link uh tree is in the show notes click on it you'll see what's there and thank you again for joining us we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk to you next week
0: yeah have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five star rating. Remember, always share the music